This video contains content that some might find disturbing. Viewer discretion is advised. This episode of Are You Scared is sponsored by NordVPN. NordVPN is an easy-to-use virtual private network service that protects your internet connection and privacy online. If you want to avoid tracking and surveillance of your browsing activity, messages, social posts, and other private data, NordVPN protects you from that by encrypting your traffic and hiding your IP address. Use it at home, at work, and on the go to enjoy non-stop protection. NordVPN has 5,100 plus servers in 60 countries. Even when traveling abroad, you could stay at home virtually. It just takes one click, you open the map, click on a location, and you'll be connected in seconds. It's that easy. Take advantage of NordVPN's Cyber Month deal. Go to nordvpn.com watcher for a two-year plan plus one additional month with a huge discount. That's 73% off their two-year plan now for a limited time only at nordvpn.com watcher. And now, back to Are You Scared? Man's Best Friend, a companion that will remain loyal no matter the circumstances. But what happens when those circumstances get a little too dangerous? When you'd rather your faithful pet hide than protect you? Unfortunately, in tonight's story, our narrator will not have that luxury. I'm Ryan Vergara, and this is Are You Scared? A show where I tell my friend Shane Madey the internet's scariest stories. So lock your doors, turn off the lights, and let's see if we can make it till the end of the night. Good boy, bear. I was walking home from work after a long shift, counting the pale pools of streetlight as I trudged through the cold, when an ancient pickup truck wheezed to a stop behind me at the side of the road. I glanced over one shoulder, my interest evolving from mild curiosity to concern as the driver shoved something from the passenger seat onto the gravel. Whatever it was, it was bound in burlap and wriggling. I shouted, but the bastard floored it and in the low light of the evening, I could not make out his scuffed up number plate. What would you shout? It's not like, hey, you accidentally threw this wriggling sack out of your window. Yeah, I think when it comes to someone going away in a car at high speed, you want to keep it concise. That's the name of the game. That big burlappy sack that was in your car is now outside of your car because you done dropped it out of your car window. Now it's wriggling all worm-like over here. Yeah, I like the attention to detail, but here's a pitch. How about this? Stop. What about your sack? <laughs> I ran to the squirming lump, feeling my heart sink into my stomach. My frenzied hands tore at the sack. Two terrified, cocoa-warm eyes met mine. The dog was whimpering, visibly emaciated, and covered with lacerations. I felt hot tears prick my vision as I lay a gentle hand upon its head. Hey, buddy, I whispered. Hold on now, I'm gonna help you. The taxi driver who picked me up minutes later was kind enough to take me to the emergency vet without giving me grief about having an animal in his car. The whole way there, the dog laid its head on my lap and shivered. Three hours later, I stood in the treatment room with this lost soul that had tumbled into my life, stroking his massive ears as he rested. A German Shepherd crossbreed, the vet said, probably used for illegal dog fighting. 
His stay at the clinic and the subsequent aftercare was going to cost me somewhere in the area of $3,000. But when he opened those clever eyes and nudged his nose into the palm of my hand, sweeping his tongue across my fingers in a grateful lick, I knew the money did not matter. And that is the story of how I met Bear. I mean, to put this into perspective, that's like six PS5s. That's true, and that's that like- That dog better be fun. And that's retail PS5s. Yeah. No, it's a lot of cash, but you know, you can't put a price on love. You're right. Nothing I wouldn't pay for my sweet little Paco. If a mad scientist came to me and said, do you want to resurrect your sweet little parrot Paco? You know, it'll cost $25,000. Yeah, I'd do it. And Bring they'd also back. have to do invasive surgery to pry him from your stomach. Well, I didn't eat him. Yeah, he didn't. All right, well, let's get back to Bear before Shane works up an appetite. I'll just bring him back to eat him again. <laughs> when he was well enough to be brought home, I was worried that my neighbors would not take to him. What if he made too much noise? Would he adjust to suburban life in a small cluster of villas? But as he recovered, and as he spent more and more time outside, he blossomed into a sociable, loving dog. Every person he met had a kind word for him a pat behind the ears, a rub for his ridiculously fluffy tummy. Bear relished every moment of attention. I think he knew he was finally safe. Let's quickly assess the name Bear. I don't like it. My quality measure of a dog name is imagining someone on my block yelling it a lot, mm. like, Bear! Come on, Bear! And I don't like that. Also, it would be funny to have a dog that was small named Bear. No, that's funny. Kind of that's like ironic. an ironic, like calling you Smalls. Yeah, short stack. Short stack. They used to call me that at a job I was on. That's funny. Yeah. You got some good coworkers. Yeah, so like a 60-year-old lady who would call me that. Sucks that you killed them. What the fuck is that? <laughs> he fit in just as well inside my villa. It wasn't huge, a two-bedroom place built in the mid-70s. It boasted a kitchen finished with orange tiles, popcorn-style ceilings, and an adorable oak-paneled basement where I used to store my bits and pieces in. Once Bear moved in, it became dog storage, a place for his bulk pack of dry kibble, old toys, and the expensive orthopedic bed I had bought for him that he'd utterly rejected. You see, Bear had a habit of sleeping in one place, and in one place only. Once I climbed into bed for the night, He'd flump across my legs, and within minutes, I would be serenaded with soft doggy snores. I would admit that at first, this arrangement was almost insufferably uncomfortable, but I actually quickly got used to it. I found that after a while, I couldn't sleep any other way. We even had a nightly ritual of me reaching my hand down for a good night doggy lick before we both drifted off. He made me feel safe too. Where's this going? I don't know, I got a feeling this bear is gonna go sour soon too. Yeah, you ever seen Cujo? No, I haven't, but that dog is a bad dog. Cujo killed people, right? <laughs> yeah, he did, yeah. dude. In like grotesque fashion, he ripped them apart. So he wasn't like Beethoven. It just occurred to me, I don't You know. ain't never seen Beethoven? Jesus, yes. What about Beethoven's second? Well, obviously no. <sighs> My accident at work happened about two years after Bear moved in. I'd been working with chemicals for a long time, processing samples for various mining companies and I guess I'd grown kind of complacent. Accidents always happen to other people, right? I wasn't wearing my safety goggles when I tripped on the lab floor. The acidic solution I was carrying sloshed out of my test tube and splashed up across my eyes. My contact lenses softened, the plastic fusing to my exposed sclera. I remember screaming as my colleague shoved me beneath the chemical burns tap. I remember the feel of the water on my seared flesh. I remember how it smelt. Ugh! 
Yowza! That is incredibly vivid, and as a contact user myself, horrifying. Not fun. Have I you ever know. fallen asleep with your contact still in? I'm, I've been better about it in my adult life. That's how I know I've gotten too drunk. I'll wake up the next morning and I'm like, yeah. Whenever that happens, oh, I could like, see. Yeah, dude, it's like gross. You really gotta, yeah. The thought of them melting to your eyes. Oh, it's like a face hugger on your eyeball. A ball hugger, as they say. That is true, that is what they say. In the hospital, post-operation and heavily tranquilized, I was visited by a specialist optometrist. She advised me that in all likelihood, my eyesight would return in time. Whilst I recovered, I was to wear bandages and patches over my eyes, take strong doses of penicillin and analgesics for pain when required. And my God, believe me, they were definitely required. I was given time off work to heal, assured by HR that the incident would be thoroughly investigated. I was scared that they'd find out about my negligence and I'd lose my job. But most of all, I was scared that my own stupidity had cost me my eyesight. When I got home, I was led to my front door by one of the hospital's social workers. She had me sit down at the kitchen table whilst she prepared my house for me. I was lucky, she told me, that everything was neat and linear and easy to navigate. It was a mercy that I kept a tidy home. I should have no problem getting from my bedroom to the bathroom and to the kitchen. She put out some high nutrition food packs for me, stuff that didn't need cooking, like protein bars and liquid supplements, as well as packets of chips and pretzels and dried fruit. Whoa, this kicks ass. Yeah, it's a lot. Chips and pretzels? She's putting a goddamn CVS in front of him. All you gotta do for someone to get buy you a bunch of chips and pretzels is throw some chemicals in your eyes yeah, and just, melt your contacts to Just them. melt your like lenses to your, your raw balls. Yeah. That's crazy. God, I love chips. Doesn't seem worth it, but... You know, certainly devastating to lose your vision for an indeterminate amount of time, but chips are good. She gave me a buzzer to carry around with me should I fall or get into any other trouble. All I had to do was press the button on a cord around my neck, and help would be minutes away. I think it would be a good idea to give your neighbor a copy of your key and ask her to check in on you once a day. I will also come by daily to make sure you have everything you need. She patted my hand, and despite the pain and the misery of the situation, I felt reassured. Thank you, I sighed, fumbling with the bottle of water she handed me. I cracked it open and took a few sips before throwing back some of the glorious painkillers at her behest. Where's Bear? I felt around beneath the table. He liked to make camp there sometimes. Sorry, I mean, my dog. Can you see him? The social worker clicked her tongue. I heard her footsteps as she wandered towards the living room. Mm, no, I don't see a dog. Yet. But she was cut off by the sound of a single boisterous bark coming from the direction of my bedroom. She laughed. I guess that answers that, then. Sounds like he's taking up residence in your bed. Yeah, that's pretty typical. I chuckled, gingerly standing, feeling the edges of the table as I made my way towards the hall from memory. Look, thank you so much. I'm sure I'll be fine. This all sucks, but I'm a tough cookie. Yeah, you are, she agreed, gently touching my shoulder with a kindly squeeze. From the kitchen, I heard a beeper begin to chirp. Damn, I've got to get that. I'll let myself out. Remember, you have that buzzer and I'll be by tomorrow morning. Those pills are going to make you pretty tired, so I suggest you get yourself to bed. You're gonna be fine, Cookie. I'll see you tomorrow. Oh, love someone calling me Cookie. Oh, cause he called himself a tough cookie. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Is this finally gonna turn into a romance? I don't think so. This doesn't seem like that kind of story. But I maybe. Wish, I wish the two of them would kiss. That feels weird this early I in the story. I want them to kiss. They just met. She bought him chips. Yeah, it's because she's a hospital worker. Oh, I didn't know who she was. Yeah. I wasn't paying attention. I thought a lady just showed up with chips. <laughs>
I heard her collect her bag and leave. As I felt my way towards my bedroom, she was right. The pills were already taking the edge off, making everything feel soft and far away and warm. I slid beneath the covers and almost immediately felt the heavy weight of bear across my legs. Sleep found me quickly. I awoke later, not knowing how much time had passed or whether it was day or night. The first thing I became aware of was the lack of weight upon my legs. At some point, Bear had moved. The second thing was the sound coming from the kitchen. It was a scuffling noise, like claws being dragged down the wall. Bear, I groaned inwardly and rose to attempt to investigate. I felt my way towards the kitchen, using the walls to support myself, judging every step with a careful foot. He was at the basement door, scratching at the wood. Every scrape was slow and deliberate, and I heard his panting coming in fitful bursts, a low growl riding the edge of his breath. Good boy, Bear. Sounds like bad boy, Bear. Well, I mean, like, you know. He's being a bad boy. He might sense an intruder. That's a dog's job. That's a dog's job. I like that dogs have an instinct to protect their owners, but if, like, someone broke in and they killed my dog because it tried to protect me, I'd feel pretty bad about that the next day. Yeah. I almost would, like, want to train my dog to be more like a cat. So. Teach it to just, like, hide. Yeah. And then maybe text me, like, hey, dude, someone's in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, dog. <laughs> Thanks, dog. I'll grab my katana. <laughs> <laughs> and cut someone's fucking head off. <laughs> Oh, my dog texted me. Bear, it's just a mouse or something. Come on, quit it. He stopped right away. Good dog, I thought. Let's get back to... And then I felt his teeth on the fabric of my pajama pants, pulling with an insistent tug. This was new. I humored him for a moment, carefully stepping as he guided me, my hands out in front of me. I felt them hit the smooth grain of the wooden basement door. Then I heard the scratching again methodical and slow, coupled with that primal snarl that had woken me up. I grew irritated. Bear, I said, no, leave it. Bad dog. The noise stopped. I reached out blindly to grip his collar, to forcibly bring him back to bed, but my hands met with empty air. He'd slunked off to sulk. I rarely scolded him. Whatever, I grumbled and fumbled my way back to my room. Right. What are you think someone's in the house, in the basement? It's possible. Yeah. It could be a creature. I think a human might be scarier because I've always been so scared of the idea of someone hiding in a closet or a basement and waiting till I went to sleep. It happens and then more often me. than you think. It happens a lot, yeah. actually. Always check your closets and your basement and or attic before you go to sleep. Attic is important. It takes me three hours to go to sleep every night. Yeah, you put on your speed suit and katana. That's true. And then I zip myself up in my cryogenic sleeping bag yeah. and I wait. He waits. And every night. So far, so good. Lucky lady, that Mari. She is patient. Lucky. After a half an hour of laying in bed, trying and failing to fall asleep, the noise started again. A continuous scratching at the basement door. I groaned frustratingly into my pillow. Bear, I said, stop. No. Bad dog. The clawing continued. Bear, I Suddenly, the clawing stopped. Bear started to growl again in the kitchen, as if growling at an intruder. I heard a bump against the basement door. Bear started to whimper, and then, nothing. I sat in the piercing silence for what felt like an eternity, listening with an intent that one only does when they wake up in the middle of the night and feel something is wrong. Still, I heard nothing. Maybe it was just my imagination, I thought. Discontented with that, I hesitantly got out of bed and walked towards the kitchen. 
I gripped the buzzer hanging on the necklace that was given to me by the hospital worker, ready to press it if anything went south. I slowly turned the corner to the kitchen. I didn't hear Bear anymore. In fact, I heard nothing. Have you done this before, by the way? Have you ever like woke up in the middle of the night, thought you heard something, and you just kind of, the only way I could describe it is you're like. It's happened to me a few times, and then I just go back to sleep. But how long do you sit in that like pause before you think, it was nothing, go back to sleep. I usually wait about like a minute. Like nothing's gonna get me out of bed, really. There's never been like a big bump or something and Sarah was like, go check that out. No, I would always just assume it's Obi getting up to nighttime mischief. <laughs> that cat's gonna get you killed. Yeah, maybe. You'll definitely. Yeah, cause I'll be like, ah, it's eh, just Obi. It's just Obi. Then someone walks in holding Obi. <laughs> Holy shit. Just gutted. <laughs> Holy fuck. And a big knife. I reached out my hand towards the basement door, horrified that I would find it open. I continued to inch my hand closer, and then I felt the smooth wood of the closed basement door. Relief washed over me. At that moment, I heard Bear loaf back into the kitchen and rub against my leg before hearing his little paws trot toward the bedroom. I managed a half smile. Yeah, all right, I'm sorry too. Sleepless, I basically fell back into bed and felt the dead weight of Bear across my legs again. I reached my hand down and felt the familiar feeling of his friendly goodnight doggy lick. And before I knew it, I was asleep again within minutes. Hey, bear. <laughs> oh, bear, come on, bear. Well, sometimes dogs cop an attitude when you yell at them. Do they? They get slang, they're like, oh, I'm sorry. They know when they've done a bad yeah, thing. I didn't mean it. I just That's wanted cute. to get my toys. Do they do that thing where their eyebrows are kind of like, yeah. I uh, just wanted to play. Yeah. I don't wear a watch. I don't know what time it is. <laughs> the sound of the doorbell startled me out of my slumber and I sat up alone in my bed, disoriented. I heard a key in the lock, followed by the voice of my closest neighbor. Hello, dear, she called out. Her voice sounded thin and shaky. I pushed myself out of bed. In here, I called, hastening to stand to greet her. No, no, dear, don't, don't get up. I felt her warm hands grip mine, and I could tell by the quiver of her breath that she was trying not to cry. I was confused. I know my face is a bit of a sight, but surely it's not that bad, I joked, trying to ease her discomfort. She squeezed my hands tighter. No, dear, it's, it's not that. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. They found Bear. I began to tense, immediately recognizing he was no longer laid across my legs. What do you mean, found him? He was just here last night. How the hell did he get out? A pause. I asked again, what are you talking about? Andy, Bear was hit by a car yesterday afternoon. He must have gotten out when that nice hospital worker dropped you off. I'm so sorry. Her voice became a distant hum, a blur of apologies and sympathy. I did not really hear it. There was a noise in the kitchen. I held my breath and trembled as the scratching at the basement door began again. So, are you scared? Who is it? Another dog? You know, my I want to assume it's a creature. I really hope it's a creature. Yeah. Because the thought of a person, a person crawling around, pretending to be a dog, licking my hand. I like the idea though of a classic burglar breaking in and being like, "I'm gonna take this guy's PS5." Then suddenly, this guy with these burned eyeballs comes over and he's like, "Hello, you're my dog," and I'd be like, "Oh, woof okay. <laughs> woof." And then he's like, come on, get in bed and lick my hand like I like you to do so much. And I'd be like, oh, <laughs> oh that's a good bear. Yeah. 
I didn't think of the horrifying conundrum of the guy not digging it, but just being like, Time to get the peanut butter. Time, time to me to open this jar of Jiffy peanut butter. You know what I like to do. <laughs> All right, on to my chest it goes, bear. <laughs> Pick a little chest hairs out of Oh, that's a good oh, dog, bear. Oh, good oh, boy, oh, bear. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is even better without my eyesight. <laughs> or even better if he, if he knew it wasn't bear. Go on, lick it. You're bear, aren't you? Lick my hand! <laughs> well, if you like that story, that was written by Tumblr user Inber, submitted to us specifically for this show. And our fitting way, I think, to wrap up the season. It's been a good season, giggling and, uh... And shivering, trembling. <laughs> Could have done without that last part. Yeah, because that's what the episode's about. Yeah, yeah. Well, keep going, bear. <laughs> With that being said, we'll see you guys all for next season. Goodbye.